Man, I, what time is it? And I'm drunk? Cool. When I get to the bottom, I go back to the top of the slide. Where I stop and I turn and I need to go for a ride. Till I get to the bottom and I see you again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or do you, don't you want me to love you? Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast and Allison Rosen Fan Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Lowry. And I am your host, Rafael Marquez Castaneda, a.k.a. Versace Tecate. Oh, good. We got a snort in right at the beginning, a.k.a. Leanne M. Ward. <laughs> Did you like listening back to last week's episode before you uh, joined us? Uh, yeah, it was great. This is great. <laughs> Making fun of me. On this episode, we will talk about the Monday show, Arden. <laughs> I forgot. Keep it all in. Arden Marin. <laughs> Arden Marin is vivacious and grieving. And the Thursday show, Wendy's cleansing, David's trip, Allison's roast of Tony. But first, do you have any shout outs besides to your to Kate that you just opened? I sure do. Um, first and foremostly to Joanna Bowman. Um, and I believe it's Whitney's birthday today. So happy born day to what? her. And um, I think that's it. Well, and luckily Leanne gave a blanket birthday to everybody involved <laughs> for the whole year. Uh, happy birthday, Whitney. That's awesome. Uh, also, shout out to Brittany. I don't know when this show is going to come out. I'm going to see her tomorrow. She is going to a wedding in L.A. tonight where Laura Dern is in attendance. I might crash it. I'll have to bring the kids. Kind of weird. Uh, but we will probably be playing games and drinking a bunch and eating a bunch tomorrow. And um, I'm excited about that. Also to Jane Phelps, Lee Bruns, Lauren Kelly, Dr. Jen, Leanne for joining us last week. That was so much fun. I liked, loved catching up with her. Also, I like that she is now part of our texting group. So we have three different, <laughs> three different texting, uh, what is it called? Threads. Uh, and so now she's on that and I, that's a lot of fun. Also, shout out to Trace. I love that he just randomly will kind of just reach out and ask how I'm doing. And I think that's very sweet and thoughtful. And shout out to Ray Morgan, Scott Marquez, Ulysses, and to Tamara. I think that's all my shout outs. I have one more shout out yes. to Walter Scotty Scott Marquez. Uh, shout out to him because I sent him the graphic novel Daniel, what is it called? Syndrome. And he read it in one day. He didn't know it arrived, but once he learned that, he read it right away. So look for that in your box <laughs> real soon, Lisa. <laughs> oh, dude. You know, it's been in my box previously, and I never got to read it because I got snatched out of my box <laughs> quite quickly after that. Uh, yeah, I 
I uh, I was looking at this show is number 171. So the next group recording, we're already going to have to start talking about planning it because it's going to be at the end of, I believe, February, possibly beginning of March, depending on how we uh, do our shows. But I mean, Lauren Kelly might be here. That's kind of amazing. I'm so excited. Every year there's some, you know, new, like there's always the staples, you and Trice and Joanna and Dr. Jen and Ray Morgan. But then there's, you know, we get peppered in with different people every year, which is really exciting. You know, if, I mean, I'm very excited for Lauren Kelly to be, uh, to meet her and for her to be there for the recording. But if Lauren Kelly is there, you know who better fucking be there as well erica <laughs> her cousin oh hell yes i was thinking about that she has to be here i mean come on uh yeah. they're one in the same no i'm just kidding <laughs> uh, and she better and she better bring the beer <laughs> <laughs> you know last year whitney was gonna try and come out that would be awesome if that would work out you know we can like last year we fudged it a little bit to make the 150th be on the weekend that the junk show was going to be. And also I think so that it wouldn't be on Easter, <laughs> which was smart. Uh, so we just did, you know, one and a half episode or a double episode or whatever the fuck we did. But uh, yeah, we can do that to go around people's schedules and make it work. So it, we had to start planning it because it's a big trip for some people, not for me, <laughs> but <laughs> Uh, it's pretty exciting. It's exciting to think about because I love seeing all you guys. It may not be a big trip for you, but I'm sure it's a huge inconvenience. So thank you for hosting it every year because it means we don't have to get hotel rooms. It means that we'll be liquored up on your dime. So <laughs> I, I very much appreciate <laughs> everything you do for us, Lisa. Aw. You know, every year I learn something new where I think, okay, I need to pre-make some of the breakfast stuff <laughs> so we're not <laughs> there's a lot of things every year but also if lauren's here next year then that means we're gonna watch that thing you do for sure because one of her favorite shows i mean movies it's one of her favorite movies <laughs> i will i am turning into captain geach and the shroom shack shooters as we speak <laughs> and anyone that listens uh that knows the movie understands and they're in your laughing right now tony are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Tony, I am very much considering DMing him and asking him to be on this show because I have fallen yes. in love with Tony, much like uh, his wife Kaylin did, I'm sure, <laughs> but not in a very different way. <laughs> and, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm not so sure it's so different. <laughs> And I have so many questions for him, and I'm, I feel bad that I'm late on the Tony bandwagon, because Leanne has been championing him for, mm -hmm. it feels like, years now. You know what? Let's start talking about Monday, because I want to talk about Tony some more. And uh, so Arden, I love Arden. I love everything she's in. This Insatiable sounds like a great show. It sounds like fun. The Will You Accept This Rose podcast makes me want to watch that horrible show because it sounds like a fun, interactive way to be. I mean, it's kind of like making fun of it. And I, I like all everything about this. So I might become a Bachelor watcher? Question mark. Are you? <laughs> of course not. But 
when I was there <laughs> I'll with... Cut, I'll cut out not. <laughs> when I was with Megan, I believe she was watching uh, an episode or two. We were watching Pen15, and then we watched some of The Bachelor because she is into it, I think. And I can get that's into awesome. it because I like talking oh my shit God. about people. But yes, I was too and drunk. that's the reason why I like like Van like the Vander Chumps and the the Real Housewives. Like that's it's all hilarious to me. So this is just another layer. And if if Superfan Megan is into this, like we need to have Bachelor nights and watching parties. I'm totally into this. And then we can listen to these podcasts about it. And why do we never shout out uh, Superfan Megan? I always, we talk about her and I never put her in my shout outs because she's always there. It's always implied. What's the deal? Yeah, I always used to shout her out, but, you know, she's uh, she's kind of dead to me now, so. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> why? Because she speaks the truth about your grocery eating and California moving? <laughs> she, <laughs> because she's trying to replace me with some fucking boy named oliver and i'm not having any of it so until i'm number until i'm number one in her books she's number zero to me oh jk uh, i love megan and oliver is not my competition it's totally fine you can have more than one (laughs) you're gonna say not my cup of tea Well, I don't know about that. You know, last week they talked, uh, I think it was, what's her name? Erica Rhodes was talking about friends and like when old friend. back to my crinkly notepad. Um, when you try and mix different friend groups together and it doesn't always work. And for me, I'm always like, the more the merrier. If I'm friends with you, I can be friends with you and you and you. And um, I've tried to force those things and it doesn't always work. I... Uh, I forgot where I was going to go with this, but anywho. Uh, yeah. Oliver's great. Oliver, close off. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, I, I, I've i been uh, drinking and it's 12.58 p.m. I don't know what to say. I forgot what we were talking about. Arden, <laughs> I, so yes. I don't know her from anything other than mad tv but i do i wish i was she's like the bizarro me she's super fun (laughs) and just even talking about sad stuff during this episode she's like upbeat about it and she just seems like a super nice person and i wish i was more like her but i i can't be but she's great you can when you move to california you're gonna be callie (laughs) rafi you're gonna wear flip-flops and you're gonna adopt the uh pch lifestyle (laughs) (laughs) oh my god clearly i'm losing my mind so if you or or slash drunk but if if and you probably will be editing edit out me saying all of her clothes (laughs) Uh, definitely not. Because it made no sense. Like, wait. Oh, yeah. You're all, if I edit, I'm leaving it all the motherfucking in. Well, you know, on the episode where, uh, the All Stars episode where Jen is like, edit out something or other, I was like, well, that just means (gasps) I'm gonna keep it in. And then I decided to make a remix of it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So don't tell me to take something out unless you want me to focus in on that. Uh, just remember, I've cut out a lot of things you've asked me to and keep that in mind, because if you want me to put in 
Some of the well, things. <laughs> see, when I if I ask you to take something out, it's because I think it's going to make someone feel bad or it's going to come off mm. in the wrong way. But if it's something completely harmless, like <laughs> all of her clothes off. Like, uh, like saying, <laughs> which I'm sure you'll cut that out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, so on the Monday show, they talked about pod cabin, podcast cabin. And I still, you know. We talk about all of our little nicknames for Tony or for the for the recording studios on here. I never tweet about it. So maybe we need to like if it's gonna be podcast cabin, it needs to be pod cabin, a la Lil Rafi, because that's way more succinct. But Tony the Bear turned Tony the Beast was hilarious. And this is the kind of thing I think we need is a different nickname every single week. It's much more fun. So I don't get why Tony the Bear would be a thing, but like a teddy bear he's tony bear oh hunky tony also, uh so the beast is a horrible nickname it doesn't even make sense <laughs> yeah, but I, I think i think he likes it more because it's like going in the masculine direction as opposed to like right making him uh, as opposed to emasculated or something my, as, as opposed to like my little tony yeah it's it's a little bit better plus allison you know, Beauty and the Beast, kind of perfect, kind of cute. Uh, but apparently Tony was under fire a little bit on Twitter. Thanks to Leanne for letting us know. But Leanne, not only top commenter, we've mentioned this before. She's also our watch, Allison's watchdog, which in turn makes her our watchdog, which is nice. You want Leanne on your side because not only is she smart and funny and but she's going to go and defend the right. And that's what we need in our lives. And everybody needs. Oh, my God. Her name is Leanne Morrow Ward. But she's the moral compass of this show. Oh, whoa. That was a, that was a stretch. So, <laughs> it really was. <laughs> but I'll take it. So apparently Tony's coming under fire for... I mean, the guy was being a subtly a jerky Reddit. I didn't... Uh, about... Tony not doing drops. And I think for me, Tony, uh, Colonel Jeff was not like he's trying to be Gary. So Colonel Jeff was his own thing. He can't fill Colonel Jeff's shoes, nor should he try. What we need to do is just learn to love Tony for who he is, which I am starting to, like you said, like Tony, Leanne was on board right away. But if Allison find someone to be good for her show then we all need to support it too and for these little turds to come in i just want him to know that we are not that does not represent us the ariym bffers agreed um i think because i i because of leanne i started thinking about this more and i just realized jeff was always pretty quiet on the mic but he kind of spoke with his hands. So mm, I think mm. Amen. Tony oh. is more vocal <laughs> on the show. <laughs> I think it's just right. they're different people. Like like Leanne yes. said, we can't try to get Tony to be Jeff because he's not. He's his own person. And I think that is right. kind of coming through in the drops. Right. And don't try and force it. You're trying to fill big shoes. But guess what? You have your own big shoes and we're going to love those. And true Allison fans are going to love Tony for who, what he becomes in the show. And I do think him speaking up more 
Like, that's what I wanted Colonel Jeff to do more. I would have taken that over drops. So, and I think it's funny when everybody in the room is doing the drops. That is funny. I don't think that's calling him out at all. Yeah, I I like it. I, I haven't ever thought... Sometimes I'll think that drop should have went there, but I it's not like I need it. If if I'm expecting right. it, then it's not I don't think it would be that funny if I'm already expecting that drop to be there. So mm, sometimes it true, true, like true. well this is a Thursday talk, but with the dog theme song, I was like that should be playing already. In that case that's different. But if someone says something funny, I I think oh that drop could have went there. But then that the fact that I'm expecting it defeats the comedic purpose, maybe. I don't know. Right. And I think we're going through a transition with the show and we're getting to learn new people and new whatever. And to try and force it to be something different is just it's not going to work. And I don't want Tony to be Colonel Jeff. I want Tony to be Tony. <laughs> His nickname should be Colonel Tony. <laughs> Ooh, tweet that as a suggestion. What's, uh, <laughs> what's one step below colonel in the mm, military? Right. Lieutenant? I don't know. I'm just throwing terms out there that I don't know. Admiral Tony? Uh, Staff <laughs> Sergeant it? Tony? I don't know. Oh, this, these, you're just coming off the top of your head with this? Ooh, we got metallic... Oh, my God. Military ranks. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> Corporal Tony. They're just funny ones. Well, there's Colonel and Lieutenant Colonel. Which one is higher? Is Lieutenant higher? I, I think Lieutenant Colonel is See, lower. See, I never understand. Oh, so Lieutenant Colonel Tony. Uh, but the thing is, that's going to force it to try and re- replicate uh, Colonel Jeff. And we don't, we're not doing that. We're going to honor who he was, and then honor who Tony's going to be. And that's all that needs to be said. Because whatever this fucking guy, who is this guy on Twitter, by the way? <laughs> He doesn't represent us, Tony, oh, I swear to God. I, I looked him up, and yeah, his comment was, like, very dickish. Uh, let me see if I can mm. find it really quick. Yeah, we, we need like to we out be him talking, because fuck uh, that guy. Talking about Monday I more? Feel, <laughs> yeah, I feel like we need to be talking about Arden Marin, Marin more. Well, yeah. Oh, see? Good. You moron. You, you, you fucked it up. Uh, so Allison, so the whole Arden Mirren, Mirren, oh my God, Arden talked about different reality shows that she's into and that brought up the topic that Allison is trying to get Heidi and Spencer from the hills on the show. Oh my God, this is amazing. Which led to the story that Arden mentioned that Joey Fatone had a Benihana's in his backyard. <laughs> Uh, which I feel like is another euphemism for my sister. But for starters, if you're trying to sell a house that has a Benihana in the backyard, don't you think that would be a selling point, Uh, not a deterrent? If you had FU money, what would you have in your backyard, Lil Roth? So we talked about this, about how if we were rich, what would we get? And I said, in the driver, but not in your backyard. personal chef. But yes, right. So another so something interesting about like this, Tommy Lee has Benny Starbucks Hanna, in his house, like something like that. Wait, who does? Sorry, Tony. Tony. <laughs> Tommy Lee has a a Starbucks in his house, so that okay, like that along those lines. Like, what would you do? Right. So before I answer that, also it should be noted that Tyrese R and B singer inserted a clip of him say, uh, singing. Um, Sweet lady, right here. 
that's your a great song, note, by the way. Personal note. Um, <laughs> uh, he <laughs> also had a Benihana in his backyard, Whoa. and he hired his own personal Benihana chef to work at his that's house, rad. I guess. That's so rad. I just don't understand how that works, though. Like with the Starbucks thing, do you just wake up and there's like a barista living with you? Like, I, when does that turn sexual? I, I mean, my mind, of course, goes that way. But I mean, I don't understand the logistics of having a business. Like if I had a McDonald's in my house, which is probably what I would have. Uh, like what? Like what is that? <laughs> what does that mean? Or an in and out? Oh, hell yes. <laughs> well, I would be 300 pounds. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Because obviously yeah. I would want a Chipotle in my house, but... Oof. But uh, too much of a geez, good thing. What would I... Exactly. Maybe um, something I don't love, like Taco Bell. Where it's like, I only want it like once a month. <laughs> oh my god, I would have Del Taco in my house. That would be amazing. Apparently okay. I like fast food. Uh-huh. So, yeah, same. I love food, so that's why I would have a personal. Uh, no, chef so I said fast food, healthy and delicious shit. Yes, that, because if oh, I had yes. like that kind of well, first of all, if I had that kind of money, I don't think I would be that frivolous. Unfortunately, I think in the past I would have, but now mm. I I see things differently. <laughs> but um, so I eat there more often now, probably more than Taco oh. Bell, and so I wow. still don't think they're better than Taco Bell. But I don't hate them as much as I but used to. But they have crinkle cut fries that you can have with your meal. That's amazing, but and they're, they're good fries. But they're they're almost never cooked and, properly, so I end up with soggy fries. Okay, that's a, that. No, that's Just unfortunate. I think that's a Colorado fries. thing because I don't have that problem. I get that at McDonald's once in a while here, but mm. the Del Taco here is spot on. It's per- just perfect. And what more could you want than? Mexico and America coming together in a perfect mix. <laughs> okay. Oh my God, Lisa. What? T- the guy who called out Tony for his lack of drops is at CMU Tim, Tim Ellenbaum, followed by Lisa Lowry. What? I did? Uh-huh. Was I drunk? I haven't tweeted in a while. What did I say? Anything bad? Nothing bad. No, you just follow him. You you didn't. Oh, I follow I him. Don't... Yes. Okay. Well, that's unfortunate. Well, you know, here's the thing. So, My... we, you know, he follows BFF. Like... Oh shit! He's a listener, Tim. So hi. I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh my god! Tim. It's not Tim Ortez, is it? <laughs> no, it's Tim Ellenbaum. Tim. You seem like take this well in the spirit in which it's intended. Yeah. Yes, he lives in uh, Maysville, North Carolina. If I'm ever out there for a NASCAR huh, race, huh. Uh, let's hit it up. But be, be easy on Tony, lives man. In North he's, Carolina. he's he's doing yeah. his own thing. Take it easy. Okay, so <laughs> yes, uh, you know. <laughs> We'll talk about this more on Thursday, but like the heckler situation where people think that they're part of the show. I mean, that could be it. You know, people think that they are being funny and they're the comedians and really they're saying something that might hurt somebody or a community. (laughs) (laughs) So 
they talked a little bit. Okay, so Arden talked a little bit about malls and that sparkly excitement of going to the mall where when you're a kid, it was like the place to hang out. I don't know if it is the place to hang out anymore because I'm obviously not a kid. Uh, my kids don't hang out at malls, but they're just, you know, just early teenagers. So maybe they're not into that yet. But I don't know if that's still a thing. I don't know if malls are going the way of the dodo. But uh, and my daughter does want to go shopping at a mall for her birthday. But, you know, with all the shootings, I don't know if I really want to go to malls. Malls, was that part of your childhood experience and like exciting and hanging with your friends? No, I frequented malls, but I wouldn't say we like went there to hang out. I feel like that's more like of a late 80s, early 90s type of thing. That's maybe. okay. So then that's why. So I'm curious. That, that was like, I was in sixth grade in 87. So probably like between the late 80s and early 90s, I hung out at the mall. Totally. <laughs> it was like surprise. Fast Times at Richmond High. <laughs> It was like, oh, my God, I could get a job here. And I, it was just like it was so exciting to be there. I think it was like it's like being in your own little city and you're becoming an adult. So it was just sort of like that freedom of being able to not be around your parents and hang out with your friends and whatever. Now going to a mall. Oof. <laughs> I, fucking hate I was just thinking <laughs> I was just thinking that when. You went to apply a hot dog on a stick. You were like, I brought my own hot dogs and pulled them out of your pocket. <laughs> well, at least they were in my pocket. You dick. By the way, corn dogs are fucking amazing. <laughs> okay. Um, but I couldn't put those in my pocket. They'd be soggy. Arden talked, uh, like you were saying, her attitude towards, you know, negative things that have happened in her life that were, it was still, she had like a positive spin or she was so funny about it. She talked about losing her parents pretty close together and the the trauma that comes from that. But then she was also saying, like, look, I lived through my biggest fear and you can, too. And one of her biggest fears was one of my biggest fears is my mom dying and no one being around. So I was my mom's friend for so long. Uh because she didn't have any, well, that sounded weird, but she doesn't, she just didn't get out and like do anything. So I just always felt like I had to, like, I was just afraid of that. And until she be, until she found her girlfriend, like I didn't, that was, it was like a relief because now there's someone always there and I have that kind of relief, but living through your biggest fear now for me, like my biggest fear really is these mass shootings that are going on are, they're they're uh they're messing with me and the first one that happened recently you texted me hey is your husband in at the in gilroy to be honest i did not know what you were talking about i didn't know there was a shooting i joked back oh you mean the garlic festival because i thought it was like you saw a show on the garlic festival because it's like nerdy and it'd be something that we would go to and we talked about going every single year, but it's too far away from our house. It's like five hour drive. So it's like, we're not going to go to the middle of nowhere to go to a garlic festival, but we thought about it. But this year, since he lives up there, he mentioned it about three times. Hey, we should go to the, you know, the garlic festival's coming up. I'm like, I know we could do that or we could go to Santa Cruz. And he's like, all right, let's go to Santa Cruz, obviously. But the fact that it was like just 
almost there the year that there was a shooting there is like and the day you t- you texted me and i was like oh haha the, the garlic festival i didn't know there was a shooting and i couldn't get a- my husband's been having some knee trouble so he's on muscle relaxers and he fell asleep and i couldn't get a hold of him i was like what are the chances that he just decided to drive down to gilroy today like that freaked me out and then all these other shootings afterwards that like freaked me out. It's like, oh my god! Like I can't go anywhere now. It's like tactical when I go out. Yeah, I saw the shooting at the garlic festival, and then I texted you because I looked on a map because I don't know California, and it was <laughs> next to Santa Cruz. So I was like, you guys were just in Santa Cruz. For all I know, he's still there, and that's why I was right. asking. And he's like probably an hour away from Gilroy, and. It really is like the the problem with the shooting in Gilroy, besides the fact that people died, is that it's like, number one, he went around the metal detectors. Cool. They were fucked. And it's the middle of nowhere. Gilroy, California is literally like it's nothing like for it to happen there. It could just ha- literally happen anywhere. So after that, I was freaked out. There was some guy in army fatigues that walked into Trader Joe's like a couple days after that. I was like, fuck this. I'm out of here. Little did I know he was just waiting for his wife to come in. But he was just standing there all weird. I'm like, okay, I'm profiling everybody. And I was sharing with you before we recorded that after the whole Walmart thing and then the other one in Ohio, like – I. I didn't like I went to Target with the kids and all I was thinking about like was who is a criminal who's going to be here to kill me where can I hide if somebody comes in to shoot and also Brittany's going to be here we're going to go out drinking out in uh whatever city we're going to go be in Downey and I was like can we maybe just play board games and drink in this guy's house because I don't want to be out in public anymore like we're all sitting ducks now there's no rhyme or reason well, it's it's funny um, when the the guy in the camo. I feel like if you're not in the military, should you really be walking around in camo all the time? <laughs> it, unless you're like literally going to go hunting right now, uh, right? But when I remember we went to Mexico a while back, and as you do, you you take a bunch of old clothes that you, you don't use, and you take it down, and you just give it to whoever. And I had a black hoodie, and my mom was like, you should give it to him. And I was like, uh, sure. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I can wear it at night. And I was like, why would you wear it at night? And then, like, like, that was a weird thing to say. And he's like, yeah, Yeah. because the bad guys wear all black, so I can't wear black unless it's at night. And I was like, oh, "Oh, okay. I got you. So you're a bad guy in Mexico. Well, <laughs> I couldn't do my all my one year of all black head to toe uh, down there unless I wanted right. to be harassed or murdered. Well, and now they're like telling everyone not to come to the United States because it's too dangerous. I'm like, what about the people that fucking live here? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, what's up with crazy white dudes, white-ish dudes in Colorado and California and Texas? What the hell is wrong? <laughs> um, and now Missouri. Uh, and now Missouri. Good, good. It's a good thing, Lisa, that you always keep a deuce deuce in your boot. <laughs> yeah, that I'll trip trip on. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> that is my my biggest fear because uh, living through that, like I told you, also that I had friends that were in the Las Vegas thing and they they lived through it. 
But are they? I mean, like, I, just, I, I don't know. That's just so much trauma. And I know, like, this is something that I thought about after doing the mental illness happy hour because I went, I had some pretty traumatic experiences in my early part of my life. And I always thought, well, I went through my trauma, which fucked me, but but that's like the worst thing that's going to happen to me, right? But then it's like, oh, wait. <laughs> oh, but wait, there's more. <laughs> Things can still happen to you. And I'm like super fucking freaked out all the time now. Um, but that being said, her stories about lo- losing her parents were sad, but she has a great story to tell and... As soon as she said that she had a book that she wrote, I immediately went to Amazon. I didn't realize it's not coming out until, I think, the fall or something. But it's called Straight Out of Little Compton, which is hilarious. And I can't wait to read this. She said that it was like a beach read, which is totally perfect. But the fact that she had a different mindset going into it, as opposed to when it came out, like the whole, I don't know, her whole story is very interesting. And I loved her being on the show. Yeah, I think she actually said it comes out fall of like next year, though. But uh, yeah, hopefully she'll be back on when it comes out. Yes. So the city I'm going to be in, Downey, is next door to Compton. That's where I'll be tomorrow. And did you know, speaking of all this, uh, what's it called? Well, I don't want to say murder. What's the word? All of the stuff going on. (laughs) Oh, my God terrorism uh yeah speaking of all this terrorism it is the 50th anniversary of the manson murders and today and that's crazy to 50 like i realized i wasn't alive when it happened but it still feels like it was not that long ago and i didn't realize they talked about the movie once upon a time in hollywood which i haven't seen yet i didn't realize they touched on the Manson murders in that movie, which it was that year of 69. So all of that stuff. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to see this movie. I didn't know that it took place in the summer of 69. Someone should write a song about that. <laughs> well, obviously I'll probably start the show with Helter, Helter Skelter, but I, not the summer of 69. Is that John Cougar Mellencamp? Only... Oh, no, the summer 69 is some uh, other guy, but only mm. use the Beatles version because the U2 version oh. fucking blows like everything else U2 does. Oh, I thought you said YouTube. I'm like, amen, brother. But uh, I didn't know U2 <laughs> made a version. Fuck that. Of course, only the Beatles. Yeah, it's... I'm- I think it was at a live show or something because the version Oof. I heard, they're like, uh, we're going to take this song back it was stolen from the beatles or some bullshit like that and then they go into the wackest fucking cover i've ever heard but then again i heard vanessa carlton do a cover of paint it black today so whoa and is that good or bad because that is like the only rolling stones movie that i (laughs) movie rolling Stones song that i actually like um uh i didn't love it oh okay so it's whack as you two is do you have anything else from Monday or mass shootings or Tony <laughs> that you'd like to no. say before we talk about? Okay, cool. So I'm thinking before we talk about Thursday, I'm thinking we need to do our next book club, which we've talked about now for almost a year. But once school starts for the kids, I will have more time. We need to get it on the books. Scheduling 
On the Edge, Sweet Valley High, number 40, coming uh, to your ears soon. Cool? Cool. <laughs> Shall we talk about Thursday? Yes. So, we were her little honeycomb candy bar sent in by Alan White on Patreon. I have had honeycomb candy. I don't know if this is the same thing. I'm always excited about anything honey related or honeycomb. And I'm usually kind of disappointed by the food, but the texture's pretty good. How? What say you? I've never had it. What is this honeycomb candy? I, uh, I, I would assume it's almost like a honeycomb on the inside. It's like a, uh, how do I describe it? It's like airy and powdery. What? How? Oh, hmm. I'm trying to like compare it to something else that you might have had. Let's see. Airy you like those and powdery? That doesn't even you like you like those Mexican dusty breads. Um. Okay. Imagine like a sweet crouton. No, with chocolate covering. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to have to have this at the next group recording because whenever I see honeycomb candy, I'm like, oh, yes. And then I'm like, okay, it doesn't really taste like honey. It has like a weird texture and it's like airy and I don't know. <laughs> God, at a loss. Anyway, I can't um, wait to try yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, you're going to try it soon. <laughs> Coming to a mailbox near you. So this brings me to Patreon. We didn't talk about it last week, but we got fan club merchandise in the mail two weeks ago or whatever and super excited about if you're a fan club member which is a $25 mem- uh, level we got pop sockets ARI YMBF pop sockets and ARI YMBF tote bags in the theme of the friends show your favorite yes so join the fan club if you can and if not we love you anyway exactly <clears throat> and I think the Seinfeld bag would have been even better because it really is the Seinfeld of podcasts, but it is also the best friends. So I, I see where she's going with it, but she never really talked about it. I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. And she, and she goes into detail on a lot of other things, which is not the merchandise, but she talked more about her new neighbors, which I didn't connect the cult part of it, which now I want to know more. And there may or may not be Zippy the Pinhead slash a kid living there and possibly a dog or two. Um, I want to know more. When we were buying our, actually both houses, our last house, when my husband and I were buying it, we were like, let's go. Well, we did break into it, but (laughs) that's besides the point. We wanted to go and see what these places were like at night, on the weekend, different times of the week, because... Yeah, you go in the morning and it's totally peaceful and you're like, oh, this is great. But our old house, we're across from the dorms, the Chapman University dorms, which uh, we were very worried about. So we would go and just sit and like just watch and wait and see what happens. And then this house, we kind of did the same thing. Let's drive around, check out the neighborhood a couple times like during the week. And our neighbors across the street were having a garage sale. And I was like, I'm fucking home. (laughs) Yes, please. Uh but I wonder if they did any of this because they might have uh, noticed a cult next door. That's an interesting tactic. I never thought about that, that you could like stake out your neighborhood. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you will when you buy a house. How about that? When you come move here, stake out the neighborhood. Please move in with Joanna. <laughs> I'm drunk. So, If only so I could. Yeah, to, st- to stake my house out? <laughs> 
So you can no, live closer to say, if, so you can live closer to that thing you do uh, filming locations. Yes, I was gonna say so I could go see where they filmed that thing you do, and then also check out Big Mama's house. <laughs> so not only Big Mama's house, that thing you do, Clock Stoppers, uh, Surviving Christmas, I think it was with Ben Affleck, uh, Fallen Angel with Linda Darnell in 1945, also The Squaw Man in 1910 was filmed here. What else? <laughs> literally oh. <laughs> every movie that i've never seen <laughs> uh west wing episode west wing is that a show um also the west wing yeah what's the other one american horror story was filmed here last year um but those are just shows so what else yes move here that'll be weird and cool Imagine if you could come over to the shed every Thursday night and we could record. That'd be amazing. That's or what set, I'm or saying. Friday morning. I could record live every week. Oh my god, we would have the drunk. It would be point oh eight at every episode. <laughs> it would just be me yelling "fuck you, Rick" <laughs> again, which is what we need on a regular basis because he is home this week. Uh, so let's see. <laughs> So they talked about high schools having Wikipedia pages, and I was like, okay, that's not a thing. And then I'm like, I'm going to look up the three high schools that I went to, and all my high schools had that. But also, they have the notable alumni on each one and the mascot. So I'm curious, what was your high school mascot and any notable alumni? It. Let me look it up right now because... I don't know if they have a Wikipedia page, but I imagine they So the reason why I didn't think the first high school I looked up of mine was the last high school that I went to because I actually got kicked out of high school and I went to an, a continuation school. So I thought, oh, this this place is not going to have a, a Wikipedia page. And it did. And at the time, well, I'll go back. The first high school I went to was a was a, a Catholic school, and it was an all-girls school, and we were the Royals Crown, not to be mistaken for the Crown Royals, and notable alumni are mostly uh, athletes and whatnot. Uh, my The second high school I went to, we were the Knights, and a lot... <laughs> oh, God. What are your... What's yours? The Cowards? Sorry. The Hugs? <laughs> Wow. Okay. So Aurora Central. Oh high my God. School Please tell me it's like Aurora, the. Colorado. It's the fluorescent clothing or whatever. What, what do I say? Colorado's first of all, <laughs> Neon. First of neon. all, we were the Trojans, <laughs> which is stupid. Yes. But uh, it was originally called Aurora High School when it was first built. But ooh. when Hinkley High School was built in 63, the school renamed itself to the current title. Uh, the first class to graduate from the existing location was the class of 56, which is shocking to me. For the 2014-15 school year, there were 2,188 students enrolled. The demographics were 5% white, 67% Latino, what, what, uh, <laughs> and the rest. And notable <laughs> alumni, Danny Jackson, MLB player, Robert Michael Pyle, a lepidopterist uh, oh. and author, Michelle Watterson, professional MMA fighter for the UFC, Don Young, former MLB, 
Pat Manson, retired American pole vaulter, and this is why I started laughing, David Lane, white supremacist terrorist. <laughs> yes. Yes. I Well, first I would start laughing at pole vaulter because, I mean, I know you were new, known for something at that school, but... Uh, but white supremacist <laughs> terrorists, that's amazing. Of course, from Colorado. What a shock. Uh, so my the second high school I went to was the Knights. And notable alum were a lot of uh, of a, uh, what are those, sports people? <laughs> a lot of famous sports people actually came out of there and Olympic uh, people. But I think I also mentioned this. There's an adult film star that came out of my high school that, is apparently famous and Matthew Lillard of Scooby-Doo slash Twin Peaks fame, <laughs> uh, class of 88. <laughs> so that's awesome. But that the school that I got kicked out to originally, I swear to God, we were the Hooters. That was our mascot. And now they are the Hawks, much like uh, David's school. But I swear we were the Hooters at some point when I, when I was, kicked out i remember telling my home ex i said uh teacher i said i'm a hooter now (laughs) (laughs) that does not surprise me just (laughs) one last thing about david lane the white supremacist according to wikipedia he coined the best known slogan of the white supremacist movement in north america the 14 words i think i might have heard it on literally on the streets of orange the other day what is it we must secure the existence of our people and a future for white children. Oh. That's a Orange County slogan that if I've ever heard it. That is not what I heard, but I was walking the streets of Orange downtown, close to where that thing you do was being filmed. And a guy was on his phone and he said something about, oh, someone said I'm racist, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. I don't know what he's talking about. And then he's like, well, you know, if you're not white, you're not right. I'm like, What? <laughs> My head snapped so quickly and the kids didn't know what the hell was going on because they have no idea about, you know, being racist. And I was like, okay, that was an interesting thing to hear. Huh. So David... to move there. Oh, it's really good. Uh, It's really, really quite good. But I mean, the Hispanic population is quite large here. So you'll fit right in. Also, this guy at Walmart that's shooting, like, hunting Mexicans and, like, letting uh, African-Americans and whites go is shocking. And this happened to me when there was, like, this car show, big, stupid rockabilly band show thing that happened where they thought that it would be fun to have the uh, Hells Angels and the Vagos in to be security detail, that would be like the PCHers. I'm trying to speak in your terms. The PCHers and the <laughs> and and what are the other people? And the uh, what is it? It's not nine o niners because that's Inland Empire. What what are they called? O niners. The O niners. That would be like them coming together to be the security detail at a, a festival. It's like what? Okay, so then a riot erupts. Some guy died. I'm eight months pregnant and hiding in a car. It's like, I told my husband, I'm like, they won't, half of my friends are white and half of them are Mexican that were there together. And I'm like, I I don't know where I'm going to fall. I don't know who's going to take me as their side because it's quite confusing. So uh, I don't know where I'm, this is a real rant. It's hot and I've had a couple of drinks. That way. <laughs> I think that would be hilarious to see because 
Like <laughs> I imagine like some guy runs up to you with you a take knife her. and he's no, like, you. looking at you and he's like he's like light skinned. He's like, but look at those eyebrows. And then he's just like, ah, fuck it. And he just runs towards another person to stab. <laughs> plus pregnant. Plus uh, my eyeliner. Then, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it's quite confusing. So uh, my husband's like, yeah, I don't think I could have like rescued you because I'd have to be on the other side. <laughs> like you asshole. Uh, yeah, I hid in a car and that was fun. So anyway, this has just become rant after rant. Uh, let's see. Oh, in that same city, my second high school that I went to, we had a waiver and we also had a walker. And I also think it's funny that they had a hugger, which or hug high, which apparently I went to because obviously I'm a hug, hug hawk, <laughs> hug cocks. <laughs> oh, I like how when he said hug hawk, I thought hug cocks. And Allison was like, what did she say? <laughs> I don't even know what she said. But uh, uh shit, what did she say? I don't remember. But uh hug hi, I went down that rabbit hole. Apparently he was just a judge, but what a weird name, Proctor Hug. Interesting. I hug by Proctor. What about you? <laughs> Oh my god. Uh I don't hug anyone. I don't want to be hugged. Uh, no hugs for me. All right, sir. So I'm on the opposite. See, when I did Mental Illness Happy Hour, when I was leaving, uh, Paul Gilmartin was like, oh, can I give you a hug? And I laughed. I'm like, of course. He's like, well, some people don't like to be hugged. I was like, oh, right. I can't laugh at that. But I was like, yeah, bring it in. <laughs> Little do you know, I hug well, pretty much funny. everybody. <laughs> I, I met him at PodFest, I want to say. And after the show, I, I saw him and I started talking to him and just telling him how you know i like the show or whatever and then at the end of it he's like do you mind if i give you a hug and i was like sure and then after like three seconds i was like okay he's like this is like an actual hug oh. i thought it was just like a like you know you see someone and you're like oh hey how's it going hug and it's over he's like oh he's like holding me oh, <laughs> and then wow. i was just like uh he said something away and like uh i don't know i i think he was he thought, I don't know. I guess that's why he asks because, you know, I, I yeah. agreed to it. I consented. <laughs> but it's all from all walks of life. Some people don't like to be hugged. And uh, I, as Leanne chuckled, I, in my mind's eye, she's told the story that she was in the shower when she laughed about me hugging the painter. But it might not be her in the shower. <laughs> but she got a good chuckle out of that. Allison was rejected for a podcast and... I had forgotten which one it was. She mentioned it on the live stream. I'm not going to mention it here because she obviously didn't want it to come out. But the f remembering what it was, because I asked Leanne, I am really shocked about who it was. And I also, I, I think it's just a, an accident. And for her to go into this much detail, when you're friends with someone that you're trying to, and you're scheduled to do their show and they cancel you, I don't think it's because of a negative reason. I think something... There's a snafu. I don't think, I don't know. What do you think? She went in, I mean, she went into, most of the show was about her being rejected from this podcast. I was looking at the Facebook group before we started recording and I saw that there was, thanks to Leanne, because she starts yeah. all the good chats. True. Uh, one of them was about this topic. And Okay, good. I need I to go on there. Think... I did promise. She, I mean, we got 
Lauren Kelly on there. So I have to be on there. I, it's my promise to Leon. And she got oh, it. Yeah. She had it made. She had it made. She made it happen. Oh, my God. So I think that what happened was the producer, for whatever reason, canceled for a reason unrelated to hating Allison. And they just didn't mention why, which mm. they should have. Yeah. But whoever canceled and didn't give a reason for whatever reason they had other shit on their mind yeah and it has nothing to do with allison and like wendy said i think she should just go on living her life and she can still be friendly with this person uh but not think about it but because i'm like allison and i overthink every situation i don't think i would move on with my life i think i'd like allison and be like this person hates me and uh-huh. they told them to cancel on me and now they don't want me on. But that's just because I'm crazy. But I mean, I think I would do the same thing. I think Wendy gave the best advice. She, it's level-headed advice. It's what we should all do, but nobody does any of this. I would be obsessed with it as well, except for the fact that uh, if you're on texting terms with this person who is the host, I feel like there's... There's just something else there. I don't know. It just seems weird to me. It just seems like it's something else. Um, but I, I, whatever. I, I would feel the same way as Allison. I don't know if I would bring it up on the show. I mean, I'd bring it up on this show. Come on. If I had her show, I wouldn't be probably bringing it up. But it, uh, yeah, I, I, Wendy's advice is the sage advice, but it's not that it's not how I would be able to live. I would obsess about it. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that she told her just move on with your life. I was like, that's like clearly a person who is very secure. And does not know Allison. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so before we talk about David Huntsberger's trip, I do want to talk about Wendy's cleansing because this whole thing sounds interesting to me. I'm always interested in new uh skincare stuff is you know i kind of i was obsessed with it when i was like 18 i started doing anti-wrinkle cream i try to like defy gravity and age and time and you know i'm failing at it but as the more i age it's the more i kind of like stopped caring but now that my daughter is about to turn 13 she's all about like all of these like skincare regimens and everything and i think this is the time she's got perfect skin this is the time i need to be really digging into trying to fix things or you know save myself but the whole double cleansing thing sounded weird until i heard her say it it sounds interesting and then this morning as i was getting my nails and hair done whitney cummings was on the today show and they were talking about double cleansing and this whole oil thing and everything and i was like okay so this is obviously like the new hip thing but maybe it maybe it's the thing is this what you do to take off your makeup little ralph I don't wear makeup uh-huh. and I don't have a skincare routine at all, really. I wash my face in the shower, but that's about it. That's uh, somewhat of a routine. I feel like we all overwash everything, but as people that wear makeup, they the, the regimen needs to be a little bit better because you need to remove all of this crap. If you're not wearing makeup, I don't think you need all of these different... Uh, I feel like you're just stripping your skin of what it's natural. Like your skin's probably way better than mine. Not because you're 10 years younger than me, but because you don't like overly strip it. But 
you know, I do put smoke smoke and mirrors on every day because I want to look, you know, tiny bit better. So I have to clean. I have to think about cleaning it off too. <laughs> Ten years. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Well, okay. Are what? Are you thirty one this year? Or are you thirty two? I'm thirty one. Okay. Barely. Okay. So, so uh, twelve that, years. Uh, whatever go hey that uh those extra two Fuck years they, they make a difference clearly uh, <laughs> <you are laughs> jk lisa you look great <laughs> as you laugh off the luckily we're not doing video otherwise you'd be like mm. okay so david talked in detail about his trip to south dakota i was lucky enough to sit down with lee bruns yesterday and record a little something so i will play that now okay i am here with the lee bruns of allison rosen fame <laughs> of david huntsberger fame uh, okay lee bruns i need to know everything i want to know before during after everything you could think of <laughs> tell me how your bowel movement was this morning i don't care tell me everything you want to tell me well here's what happened david Huntsberger was promoting his show in Denver at the Bug Theater on Twitter. And uh, at the time, when he was tweeting about that, I, we had these $99 air flights from Denver to Watertown and back. So I tweeted, hey, uh, $99, you could fly into Watertown, South Dakota for a, for a show. He said, yeah, I can do that. So David's tweeting about the Denver show, and then I said, you know, 99 bucks, you could fly into Watertown, South Dakota. He says, yeah, I could do that. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> I said, okay, but I only have a 65-seat venue. He said, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fun. It'll be an experience. I'm like, well, that's a good attitude, David. <laughs> so, so the God. whole time I'm setting everything up, I'm just waiting for it to fall apart. <laughs> so anything that jumped out in front of me, I went, well, yep, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> and then David go, well, we're okay with that. So the first thing that happens is after I've agreed to have David come in and he clears the date, it's going to be August 2nd, and then on August 3rd, he's going to do a show there in Denver. Then I find out the $99 air flights have been, uh, that was a temporary promotion. It's no longer in effect. Oh, so now, instead of 100 or $200 round trip, it's going to be $320 round oh, trip. I go, okay, well, that was going to be probably how much I was going to make on this whole show. I'll just do it as a wash, and then my goal will just be to break even here. If I can sell 65 tickets, now I've got David's air airfare, and I'm just doing the math going, uh, he's not going to make much money here. <laughs> but I let him know, and he goes, eh, yeah, whatever, we'll adapt. And he says, uh, hey, you know, you got someplace uh, cheap I can stay? I said, well, I mean, I could ask my folks. They got a spare room. You know, they got a three-bedroom house. Yeah, I'm good with that. That's fine. That's amazing. <laughs> So he's going to stay in my parents' <laughs> room at one this point. This is like a sitcom right yeah, now. Whatever, that's fine. So my buddy, Timmy Williams, who is all over the TV for five, six seasons of The Whitest Kids You Know. And Timmy apparently opened for David out in Los Angeles at some point. I tell Timmy, hey, I got David Huntsberg. He says, I want to feature for him. I want to open. Uh, uh, don't have to pay me anything. Just, uh, I just want to, I don't want to do it. I, why? I, I, I love that guy. He's fantastic. So, you know, I think, well, you know, I'm going to pay you to me. <laughs> Thank you for your enthusiasm. Thank you very much. So, yeah, so I got my uh, feature lined up, and he's already familiar with David, and David knows him, and that's great. So I've got my 10-minute set that I'm going to do. Um, it's the same set. I don't know if I sent you that clip from that, uh, that comedy club in Sioux Falls. I don't know if I showed you that. So I get all set up. So I know I've got which perf performance lineup, and I get the tickets on the order. 
And I get the Facebook advertising protocols, and then I make up the flyer, and I start hanging the flyers around town, and everything's coming together, and then the tickets really take off and go, oh, we need to add a second show. Wow. Right. So the 65 seats like this is a dead deal. We're leaving too much uh, meat on the bone here. I need to add a second show. But I had sort of planned ahead on that, so I made the first show at 7, so that if everything came together like this, I could add a second show at 9. And then we'd start the first show at real time 7. We'd start the second show at bar time 9, 9.15, 9.30, depending on how easy we are able to turn the room, which I've never had to turn the room before. So... <laughs> Day before, or day of his flight in, uh, they announce, uh, uh, oh, and Dave had, Dave had two things. He says, uh, for a rider, he wanted um, to tour my garage, and he wanted a sidecar ride. <laughs> so uh, they find out he's, he's leaving Denver. He's going to be an hour late, so I'm doing the math, all right? So you're leaving there at 3.30. That means you're arriving here at 4.15, but now you're leaving there at 4.30. You're going to ride here at 5.15. It's going to take us a few minutes to get out of the airport, and the doors open at 6, but i got to get you over to the hotel because after we sold enough tickets, then it's like, well, you we sure don't need to stay at my parents' place anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather not stay at your parents' place if I have an option because that's it does seem kind of weird. <laughs> so, but kind of so, awesome also. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, my folks are cool with it. He's cool with it. But he's, you know, when the, the ticket sales are good enough, he's like, eh, you know, if there's an option, like, yeah, don't worry about it. There's a cheap hotel over here. It's clean and safe. You're fine. <laughs> so, so I pick him up at the airport. Everything goes fine. I shoot him from the airport over to my garage here. Like, eh, there's a sidecar. There's a sidecar. And there's and Dave's going, wow, look at this one. Jeez, how'd you figure this out? Wow, that's pretty cool. Oh, that's an English wheel. Oh, this is a welder over here. Yeah, yeah, gotta go, gotta go. Hi, right, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> he could have stayed there all day. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It would have been fun if I could have gave him a sidecar ride. And I have that one uh, sidecar that's set up for the person in the wheelchair that I, I set up a lawn chair on. He could have gone and rode around with it for a while. You know, but we're so jammed up for time. So I get him dropped off. Now it's like... 556. Oh my gosh. I'm on the opposite side of town and the doors are opening at 6. So I <laughs> blast across town and there's already audience members and they're like, "We thought we had the wrong place. Nobody oh. was here." <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, we're good. We're get going. And anyway, I had gone in earlier and, you know, got the mic set up and the audio adjusted the best I could. That turned into a little bit of an issue, but, you know, it's out of my control there. And uh, um, we get everybody in. And I give the no heckling speech. Like, if you've got a great idea or comment that you want to throw out and, and throw out there, you just keep that to yourself. <laughs> so you actually you know. went in with a heckler speech because they were confused as to maybe people not understanding the heckling's cool or not. So you actually went in with preemptive. I, for the first show. Okay. I forgot to give the no okay. heckling speech for the second show. Oh, okay. Yep, and then, of course, second show, well, that's when everyone's kind of half in the bag by then, too. <laughs> you know? So, with, with the heckler, did he, did you know this guy, or would no, you? No, okay. no idea. He had three hecklers total. Wow! So, David's got a joke where he asks, uh, you know, name a female mass murderer you can think of. And, of course, you got the one right-wing wackadoodle who says, Hillary Clinton! Oh, <laughs> Wait, what's the body count in Hillary Clinton? Zero? Oh, okay, <laughs> moving on. Oh, God. <laughs> so right. were you then, wowed by his hair in person? 
Well, we're standing there. It's majestic. You know, and I I, I get that the, his uh, his photo he gave me to put on the flyer, well, it looks maybe it's not the freshest one. So we're standing there waiting and waiting and waiting, and finally he comes through and like, that's David. <laughs> waiting for him at the airport there. And he's kind of scanning the crowd, and I just jam my arm up in the air, wave a little bit. <laughs> and the first words to him is, David, this show is so beneath you. Oh. <laughs> he, just, he says, I don't know. It, it sounded like a fun experience. I, I thought it'd be kind of interesting. That is so cool. I, like, what a good guy. To yeah. I mean, you throw that out there pretty much like, man, this guy's not going to, you know, bite on this. And then he calls your bluff and says, yeah, I'm coming right. out there. And I mean... I can't believe it started that way. I thought he was, I just assumed he was already on tour, maybe passing through. I didn't realize nope. you just tweeted him and he's like, yep. <laughs> duh, okay. Right. Sounds good. I'm coming that. out to your town. You know, and it's it, funny. It you mentioned back to that it. same old philosophy is I didn't know I couldn't. So I went and did right. it. And that's the smartest way to go about it. Cause I think you mentioned it to him before. Didn't you tweet it to him before? And he's like, eh, I don't know. That's far. You know, who knows? That's the middle. Right. Of, yeah. Who knows well, then where. he's already in Denver. Yeah. Right. And I, uh, once again, after consulting a map, realized how close Denver is to that. So that is pretty cool. I I need to come out to visit you. I need to come out and see. I wish if I would have had, uh, if I would have known probably beforehand, I probably could have made it happen just because we usually do a family trip and I could have, you know, I swindled a family trip into going to see Jenna (laughs) in Georgia. So, (laughs) you know, it's, um, you know, South Dakota, you know, Mount Right. South Dakota. Never mind, we're 400 miles. From oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. We'll mention that part. Uh, haven't you always wanted to see all of South Dakota? <laughs> it is so flat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's real flat. Uh, wow. David is such, David was, he's such talking so to David cool. about that. It's, you've entered the prairies. It's right. just prairies. It's, it's five states of prairie. Wow. Yeah. But, you know, we got the little tiny little sliver way over on the left side there. And you go, oh, Mount Rushmore, Black Hills, it's fantastic. Right. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> sure. Oh, wow, what a, what a good guy for doing that. But also on you, the, the amount of work that went into doing all of this and making it happen. And it sounded like it was a great show. So oh. let me ask you, is this the place that you normally uh, do your stand-up at? Right. Uh, yeah, I do the open mics, and uh, we do the open mics. We've done done some some music, and now when I'm doing, I did I did, I did a open mic thing, not an open mic, a, a comedy show at the zoo recently as part of a fundraiser. I go down to Sioux Falls, um, which is a hundred miles from here. Uh, there's a, a fabulous open mic down there at Boston's Comedy. Oh, where else have I? Been? gone to uh, lake preston i think that's like 70 miles from here i've got one a show coming up in uh, uh yankton that's in november and what's this one? Oh, that the television show down in sioux falls that's on september 21st where i'll be on that one that is so cool but, yeah, uh, resend that clip out to me because i feel like i've seen it but i need to rewatch. also <laughs> so this dog gino is a staple at this place at the venue yeah yeah gino lives there oh wow and he's just completely oblivious to anything going on. So he'll hop right up on the stage and just laid down next to David and leaned up against David and went to sleep oh, while cute. David was on stage performing. That is so cute. 
Did you take any videos <laughs> of any of uh, the shows? No, um, that's r really discouraged, understandably so, because when you start, if you take a video, it's because you want to show people. Well, right. if you're giving it away, when well, there's no reason for people to buy a ticket. So That makes sense. Right. So we don't video. Uh, the only time, even at the open mics, where they'll videotape and then they give it to the performer, if the performer then wants to release it, that's on them, or if they want to use it for a submission for like a comedy festival, which I, I now have that on file. And then while David was waiting, uh, you know, he had some time while I was frantically trying to get everything, making sure the guy taking care of the door, uh, making sure the bar staff knew who the performers were so they weren't getting charged for their drinks. Um, you know, um, David walked down the street and he got a pizza from what's been rated the, the best pizza in the state of South Dakota. No way. Which is Empire Pizza right here in town. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure it was a fine pizza, but declaring any one pizza because there's another place right here in town that's great then you've got sioux falls and rapid city much less the entire la basin so i'm sure it was a fine pizza and it's a great pizza but you know best in the state of south dakota that's eh, no, uh optimistic <laughs> i don't know about that i like the <laughs> proclamation though just you know what we are the best yeah. Well, well, they were judged the best wow. they were actually by south dakota magazine judged them the best and Okay. Is anybody from the pizza place sleeping with uh, anybody? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Then so we when need he to was ask walking David. down there is when he, they call it chip seal. So how it is when you have an asphalt road oh, and the snow yes. plows just keep scraping away and scraping away, and it it wears down your asphalt road. So even though your asphalt road isn't, it's not. Because the water gets in the cracks, freezes and expands, and that's what causes the potholes, and the road breaks up over time. But when the road, road's pretty good still, it's in fine shape, but the snow plows have been scraping away at it. So what they'll do is they'll go give it a really thin little layer, like an eighth of an inch deep, of just a slick little tar coating, and then cover it in P-Rock, call it chip seal. And let everybody drive on that and mush it down into the asphalt, and then they go out with the street sweepers and brush off the excess P-Rock. So now you've got a rock surface uh, on your road for, well, it lasts about two more years. And usually by the, by the time it, it needs to be chip sealed a second time, you probably need to run the grinder through. So then they take a big grinder and they grind four inches off the road, lay in new asphalt. And they can do that in a day. That's pretty ingenious, actually. I mean, it's obviously nothing that we have to ever deal with. but right. uh, So it's completely uh, foreign to us. But uh, so and Daniel was perplexed by the whole thing. So I'm glad you explained what? that. So, Daniel, if you listen, yeah. you'll understand it better. Yeah, they lay down a coat of tar, cover it all up with P-Rock, about a quarter inch diameter P-Rock. Let everybody drive on it to mush it in good and then sweep away the excess. Wow. So you have a nice, fresh um, rock surface. And it's, you know, it, it flattens out really nice i mean you could skateboard down it when it's all mushed in there all proper but yeah that way the uh, snow plows aren't continually just removing your road surface interesting okay so you need to be on the space cave and talk to him about machining why not because that would be fun yeah why not? and yeah. <laughs> and then you need to ask him if it was the best pizza that if it would be a contender for a, the best pizza he's ever had, I would, I'm curious. But he was looking for, he wanted to try the local beer, which is also what he does oh, in the Space Cave. Oh, yeah. And the bar we're at there, Sassy's, doesn't serve any local beers. Oh. And I think their philosophy was, well, we don't want to give money to that other place to, but um, 
either you're going to sell them Dempsey's beer, you're going to send them Watertown Brewery's beer, or they're going to go there. Right. So, right. So why don't you just, because they sell it in cans, so sell it down at Sassy's. So he didn't get to try a local beer until after the show where him, him and I and Timmy uh, went off down the street and walked around a little bit and looked at some stuff. That is so fun. What a great experience and for everybody. <laughs> what a nice guy. Just that whole, he's just as as uh, calm and, and fun to be around and just, you know, uh, thoughtful as as you think. Just you you think, oh, what's he like when the camera and the, the microphones aren't on? Eh, same guy. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, we had that experience with the junk show because I, I kind of, I am a Patreon subscriber for him. And so I messaged him on there just saying, hey, we're going to be all coming down to the junk show, just so you know. And he said, oh, you know, I want to give you a discount. Just, you know, let me know how many people and names and stuff. And I thought, oh, no, I that no way. I We want to come support you. And so when we get to the door, the guy says, are you with the Best Friends fan cast? And I said, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, you get a discount. And I thought, oh, I didn't even follow through with it because I said, no, no, no. We just want to come support you. Don't worry about it. But he's such a mensch. I mean, what a good guy. <laughs> Yeah, we at the merch table at the end when the other uh, Allison Rosen fans were coming up. Hey, I, I listened to you on the Thursday show, and and they they turned to me and I follow you on Twitter. No way! Oh, yeah. oh. Uh, <laughs> you know? Okay, that was going to be yeah, my other question. Allison Did you fans come out make work? I had no idea there were other Allison Rosen fans in the area. How cool is that? Like that. Alone, because we, you know, I talked to Leanne last week about trying to find that person from Maine that sent in an iTunes comment of the week. And now you've got people that are somewhat close over there. You could have a South Dakota chapter. Um, did you make contact with them as far as getting their names and stuff to kind of keep them in the loop or? Through, because they posted pictures of David on stage. They snapped a picture of when he was on stage and posted it to their Twitter. Awesome. So I followed them on Twitter. And uh, so two of them were already following me on Twitter. And now two more are that I've hooked no up with them. following me. That is so cool. Okay. I'm going so to have got... to go on there and find yeah. them because we need to make this family bigger because every Allison Rosen person slash BFF I meet is just great there. And it's, yeah. and it's, the more people we reach, the the better, because I feel like we. I'm starting to get to know somebody in every single state, which is awesome. Once we do our BFF tour of the country and Canada, <laughs> we're really going to know a lot of people, although we'll probably make Toby come down. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Toby. Yeah. At the merch table, there was a lady came up and, can you autograph my ticket? Because we have real nice professionally made tickets. And... uh and he autographs it, and she grabs one of his uh, cartoon books. And can you autograph this too? Whoa. Well, absolutely. And he's, who'd you like me to make it out to? Um, just your name, because it's worth more that way. Ah. And he kind of looked at her, and I said, so you can put it on eBay and sell it. Yeah. No way. <laughs> All right. Wow. <laughs> I guess that's Straight when you know you've front, made it. it. If you can make money, <laughs> if your name can make money on, on eBay, that's something. Yeah. <laughs> wow that is so yeah. cool what a great all-around experience what was so cool is first of all knowing you and the fact that you put this all together and then having him go through with this and then they talked about it on allison's show so it was just sort of a nice blanket nice warm hug of allison rosen <laughs> yeah yeah it was there was just uh it was so I would have loved it if he could have had more time to hang out in the garage because he was really interested in some stuff. And I'm like, 
Yeah, yeah, that's that. Okay, okay, we gotta go. Oh, hey, that is too bad because seeing a picture of Show him seven. in the sidecar, I think that would be his next album cover yeah. for starters. Um, <laughs> but the fact that he's been out there now, you know, it's on it's on the map for him. It's in his mind, so maybe it'll come up again, and you can do the whole tour well, of the garage. He's going to be in Minneapolis here coming up in September, so the temptation oh. to arrange when Donna and I could go over and Donna could come to a show. I've got a, there's another motorcycle in the Twin Cities uh, that I need to pick up anyway, oh. so I already have a reason to go out there. So, you know, it's just a matter if we could find out, figure out some sort of uh, child care, but I'd love to take Donna to his show there in, in Minneapolis, and that surprised him to no end. Oh, Lee, you again. That would be so much fun. <laughs> How, man, what Creepy a cool stalker experience. guy. Yes. You know what? It makes me feel like I need to find some local thing for him to come to. And then, hey, just stay at my house. Oh, and by the way, we're having a group recording. <laughs> his his stand-up is just so amazing. Have you ever got to see? I have. I don't know what the junk show is like. He did do a little bit at the junk show, which is nice. But it, he really showcased other people. But I have seen, I've listened to his specials on Amazon. So... Oh, yeah. I listened to a couple of those. The space, oh shoot, the I can't remember robot something. I don't know. There's like two or three of them, <laughs> and I what? listened to them on the way to L.A. when I went out to see Allison once. I was like, I'm just gonna binge. Listen Hello, to this. robot. Yes, I'm looking at it because I said, Hey, why don't you? Uh, I'd like one of those uh, cartoon books there. Oh, well, then you need this, 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 and just <laughs> handed me one of everything in his box. And you know what's so cool about, you know, at the junk show, they print up a new piece of artwork for each show. He had coasters made. I mean, and he was just like, yeah, take all this merch if you want. It's like, man, this is really professional and cool. And I wish that I could get out there more often because it's just, it's so much fun. It's fun to see, you know, different up and coming people or, you know, Jackie Cation was on when we were there. And uh, it's just a fun yeah. experience altogether. And I, I didn't want to do the fanboy thing at all. So I'm like, hey, you know that time in the Alice and Rosen show? <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I would totally do I that just, still. I didn't want to do that. But at one point when him and I are sitting in uh, Dempsey's pub at the, about 1 a.m. Oh, surreal. I said, <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I, I said something about, and he says, there's just such nice people. He was just... He was referring to Allison and, and Daniel. They're just so, so, such nice people, he says. Oh, see, that's <laughs> good to really hear, too, like... because, of course, we all think that, and we, I don't think you could fake that, but it's nice when you hear somebody else say that that's, you know, not getting paid <laughs> to say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was, it was kind of cool because, you know, when Timmy was out in Los Angeles doing stand-up, that's where he meets David, and so now it's in a... Right. Well, how close to the middle of the country, right. about 200 miles from here, is literally the center of the country. Wow. And you're like, oh, there you are. That's... You're not in Los Angeles anymore. That's hilarious. So did yeah. he get buzzed at all? Did you get to see a drunk David Huntsberger? No. Nope. Dang it. No. Nope. About, about 1 a.m. he says, I suppose I should get to bed. I have to get up really early. Because, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't know how long it's going to take you to get through the security yeah. at the airport i would have been i would have said okay you can leave let's have one more shot and then that would be oh the sun's coming up whoops <laughs> i dropped him off and he got you know oh four and a half up now three and a half hours of oh, sleep oh wow oh he <laughs> did he, have to get up well, early oh man right and uh 
And then he's like, okay, what's the number for the cab? I go, oh, you do not want our cab company. Our cab company is so awful. And we got Lyft, except you don't know if anyone's going to be available right. at 5 a.m. on a Saturday morning. So I'll just come grab you. <laughs> so I, I picked him up and hauled him out there. And, and uh, he's so fit and, and trim, and he's in such fantastic shape. So the first stop, of course, I do is, Hey, the donuts at Casey's are fresh. Let's hit the Casey's. Look at all these donuts. And, and he's, no. Oh, he actually said no. I always said, oh, I guess. Nothing's it's... calling to me. <laughs> they don't have a kombucha donut or. <laughs> and that's why I look the way I do, David. <laughs> the donuts call to me. Yeah. I get that call often. I, I don't always answer it, but I definitely, definitely want to call them back. I would have had so, a couple of donuts. Just tonight, we were at uh, the local Thursday Night Live, and I had a couple come up just raving. They recognized me from the show, and they oh. were just so in awe and just were raving and going on and on and on about what an amazing performer David was and how much they enjoyed the show and, you know... Uh, we didn't. We had, there was no comedy scene in this town. There were no comedy shows. It absolutely nothing, and I guess it came down to is well, I'll give it a try because the worst I can do is fail, and then we're right back to so when the baseline is zero. Yeah. There is no failure. But good for you for doing something. You know, pioneering this and making it something because you could easily just give up and say, well, there's no comedy scene here. I'll just go somewhere else. But making it yeah. something there is really huge. And you touched just that couple alone. You know, the fact that they're raving yeah. to you, that's so, so special. Yeah, it's it's been pretty neat. And hopefully, you know, it, it creates some connections down the road where, eh, you know, get maybe David knows somebody. And, and, of course, Timmy knows people. And Allison mentioned that she interviewed who is she interviewing for something but it was trevor moore and oh no it was the cast of of wrecked on tbs oh right and one of the cast on wrecked yes the tv show yeah and one of the cast members is a former cast member of the whitest kids you know oh. and then trevor moore just started a talk show and you know like at any point, Allison, if you want to interview Timmy Williams, there you go. <laughs> I'll fly out there with him. <laughs> yeah, she interviewed them at the Big Adventure Fest where little Rafi and Dr. Jen and I went to go yeah. watch that happen. So if that, that would be a nice connection. That would be very cool. I know I have, you know, one friend that's semi, we call him semi-flamous, but semi-famous. And I always say, I always try and get him to go on because I think, you know, he needs an assistant while he's there. <laughs> <laughs> Little Robbie can't be the only one that has ever gone to her house. Come on. <laughs> but it's yeah, but but that was that. And I got him off on his way and you know the the, the weird the the two hecklers, the third heckler was just a religious guy who oh, you know, David has some stuff that I suppose technically it's in the vein of religion, but you'd have to try awful hard to be offended by it. And this guy tried awful hard. <laughs> what I don't understand is people going out, spending money to have a good time, but but looking for a reason to be mad or or to yeah. just literally looking for a reason to go heckle someone and make oh, someone's oh. night not fun. Did David mention the bartender on the Thursday no, show? No, I don't think so. Okay, remember the Will Ferrell character? I can't control the yes. modulation. I can't control. I cannot modulate yes. the volume of my voice. Yes. That was the bartender. No way. 
he was the most, you know, David's kind of a, a soft-spoken guy yes. talking about the, the planet of banana people. And do they bruise? I would think they'd bruise. And, okay, you got your beer over there? Do you need some more drinks? <laughs> you got, do you all have drinks over here? <laughs> going down there. I mean, get to clear those empties away for you. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> David stops and goes, what the? Are you incapable of whispering? <laughs> the guy was just oblivious. He had no idea. Hi, everybody got drinks? How you doing down here? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah. You know, he was a guest bartender. The regular uh, owners of the club were at the Sturgis rally. So he stepped in. Oh. So, you know, loud voice, but hey, hats off to him for being there. Because if it hadn't been for him showing up yeah, and no working, kidding. the club wouldn't have been available. Uh, wow. Yeah. No kidding. That's just funny. I, I love those kinds of little moments to right. to really take apart and make fun of. <laughs> oh, that's great. And that's that's how it'll go. See, I'll have a week where I'll feel real good about everything. Yes. And then two weeks from now, the only thing I'll remember is the things that didn't go right. <laughs> Aww. Well, you know what? You, <laughs> what you need is, like I said, to go on the space cave and maybe rehash some of these things and get that good feeling back in you again. <laughs> You know, I, I hear the guests he has on the space cave, and everybody's got a degree. You know, true. <laughs> Although you could be a uh, what is it? What does he call them? Hold on, stalker. I'm not, no, <laughs> no, a just a person of the world. But he has a term for it where he calls somebody a. Dang it! It's pretty much uh, anybody. Like he'll just talk to anybody. <laughs> uh, repeat a offender. <laughs> You're still describing me, but hold on. <laughs> it's basically like a citizen of the world, I think is what he calls it. And he'll call somebody up. International fugitive. <laughs> yes. And I know if I up my Patreon subscription, I could be on as one of these people. So maybe do it wow. for a month. I think it's like if you pay $20 or something, then you can just have him call you. <laughs> Although, does he do it as a he does it as a call in? Yeah. Although I'd like to propose oh. it as he is on this show instead of well, you know, either way. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really meta though if you know he's he is on. so low key, if you ever asked him to come on well, your be a fan cast, he would. He went to South Dakota for God's sakes. If I uh -huh. tweet that, so you've been to South Dakota, how about beyond BFF? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a good selling point, right? <laughs> right, right. Well, I don't have a dog, but we've got Georgie. I do have a Georgie, and I got three cats. And um, let's see what else. We've got plenty of You've breweries all lady? around. I didn't know you had three cats. Yeah, we, wow. we got a third one on uh, Christmas Eve. A third one. Yep, newbie. Little Noel. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's a cat city over here. <laughs> well, right. I'll let you get on with your regular Thursday recording. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for making time and sharing your story. I feel like we had a nice in with you, and I really appreciate your time. Hold this. Hold yes. on. I just got a tweet. Oh. I just got a tweet from Jeff Fox. From Stop Canada. it! <laughs> God damn it. Hold on. We'll see you. Well, I'm holding on. <laughs> What's Jeff? He's taunting me here. GD. Oh, come on. He should have gone out with David. Although now that I feel like he's been on this show, he should just be on more often. Thanks to Jay Inslee for uh, burning down that door to let him in. <laughs> and by the way, burning down that door is a, is a positive thing, not but, a you know, Between me, uh, uh, Colonel Jeff, and David, we could just poke around in my garage and just... just... I told uh, Jeff if he ever I'd made it out, I'd take him to my favorite junkyard. 
Well, he's got a fantastic junkyard just east I of here that he would love. See, that's what sucks about around here is we don't have a lot of junkyards anymore. So if we would go on a road trip, we if we see a junkyard, I'm all about stopping because I need to see some American heavy metal. <laughs> yeah, I miss the pick-aparts and the and all of that stuff. I miss all of that stuff. I need to show you my my cars, my all all my cars. I need to show you pictures. You have enough space for a car collection? I used to. No, I should show you all my cars that I used to have. <laughs> the last car that I worked oh. on was a 29 Ford, a Model A. Um, man, I was two months <laughs> pregnant the last time I was working on it. And I should post those pictures somewhere. But anyway, yeah, I miss working on cars. I miss all of that. I have a car that I want now, a specific car. So I'm just going to wait until I have that kind of time to get a car. But The newer stuff just doesn't break. Yeah. You know? And I just got a new car, a 2019 Toyota, which will probably last me forever, Ooh. and that's fine. Oh, yeah, you can't kill that thing. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. But I it just, you know, I won't touch it, though. My old cars, I knew to. how to do everything. I could do, I wanted, I didn't want anybody else touching it, unless it was my friends and my car club. But other than that, it's like, mitts off. <laughs> now, yeah, you don't really have to. But <laughs> I don't know about computers. I don't oh. want computers. I don't want to, eh, nah. Doing an old Holly four barrel on a high rise intake and a small block, huh? I'd be into that. <laughs> All right. So you have a good night. I know it's late there. I appreciate your time and thank you for sharing your story. All right. Thanks for having me, Lisa. Take care, everyone. Anytime. You too. Bye bye. Wow. I can't believe he outed me as the drunk. <laughs> How rude. By the way, apparently three hecklers, not just one. I The whole story, everything about the story was great. Obviously, David couldn't go into as much detail as Lee did. I loved hearing everything about this. I feel like David is an amazing person. Also, this makes me think if I threw, threw a few bucks his way, he would come to our house for the best friends for the cast. Fuck the junk show. Come to our house. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, I, everything. The whole story was great. We got more in detail about the quandary of the road, uh, the hecklers. The There was a story that he didn't tell about. Uh, you heard it just now. So uh, why am I reiterating? Okay. Or repeating. Hmm words i need a word the word of the day maybe that should be our next uh brought back segment so allison brought back a segment the dog rescue segment and uh she put a call out on patreon for hey what segments are you missing and of course the fan phone call is the one i'm missing but last minute you really can't do that uh finding dogs homes is great and i hope it works out for them but that's not the segment i would have wanted <laughs> That should just always be on the show anyway. Yes. I'm glad they're doing the dog again. I was missing the poop on your butt thing. Uh, so we got to get that back into the rotation. And I can't wait to hear uh, Laura London give her shit about getting fat Wendy fat. <laughs> That's hilarious that Wendy is now fat shamed. And... <sighs> I think so many dogs are overweight, which is sad, but also sad that she's barking at Daniel like, I'm going to starve to death here. And I feel like, you know, I've never had a dog that overeats. I just leave food out and I've always had grazers, which is lucky, I guess, because I don't have to think about that. But but if my dog was getting fat, I'd be like, you live for 10 years. So enjoy yourself. I mean, 
Is that what you would do if you only lived for 10 years? Imagine the kind of shit you would eat. I mean, <laughs> well, da- Daniel mentioned this a long time ago on an episode. It's like how people will kill themselves. But like, why don't you just like kill yourself with ice cream? Right. Because that's a delicious way to go. But <laughs> I don't know. I think I don't think we should promote overeating. Yeah. Or under eating, mm. just do do whatever you want. I mean, I mean, you could be at a Walmart and a white man just shoots you down. So right, and you would go go nuts. You would I'd hope say. that you at least had a decent breakfast. Like for me, I would have been fasting. It would be like, oh man, I could have had like one more chili cheese fries from Del Taco or one more double double. <laughs> that in and out, which I finally had for the first time this year, and they're quite delicious. Uh, I think I already mentioned that, but like Mike Mitchell says, they're quite wet. These burgers are wet; you have to eat them quickly. Um, but worth it. <laughs> I'm guessing you get it animal style. No, fuck you. You like it animal style, you freak. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get it. Animal style, then how's it so wet? Why is because it wet? Because tomatoes and lettuce, it's just a wet burger. It's just wet. Because everything's See, tomato fresh. on a burger. I hate, to- I hate tomatoes. Okay, well, you're uh, fu- just you know what? Everyone. Don't move to California because that's all I care about growing is my fucking tomatoes. <laughs> I'll turn you, okay? I When it's tomato season, which is now, we have tomatoes for everything. So, But homegrown, way way better than a store brought. Uh let me guess. You just pick them off, okay. pick them off the vine, and just start chopping right into them, huh? <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, and I put it in everything. We have like, it's like a whole ceremony. It's like, oh my god, we had our first tomatoes. So first, we just cut them in enoma salt and pepper. Then we have to have BLTs. Then we have caprese, and then we have blah blah blah. And I'm gonna make sauce, and I usually make salsa. Anyhow, seltzer salsa. Oh, there was a Seinfeld reference, but I couldn't remember what it was from earlier. Uh, whatever. Fuck it. It's Everything's Seinfeld. Should we end this show? Oh, God. Yeah. Let's get this over with. Okay, fine. Let's let's go out deliciously with, like, ice cream and burritos. Ugh. Okay. If you'd like to be on this amazing show before you die, come on this show. Nope. That's probably dumb. Email bfancast at gmail.com. We record at about 9.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on a Friday. If that can't work for you, we'll make it work. But otherwise, join us. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at BFFcast. Follow me at BFF Lisa Lowry. Lil Rafi is on Twitter again, so I don't know why he's trying to hide. Where can we find you, Lil Roth? I logged on to Twitter so I could uh, see Tony's tweets and other stuff. But I am not going to be on there because it's a cesspool that is just a daily reminder of how everyone is going to die in a mass shooting. So I'll be deleting that so I could keep my head in the sand. But you can follow me at RMCGS on Instagram. And if you do want to come on this show, but you're like, Friday, fuck that. Just come on a Thursday night like we used to do and I don't have to be on the show. You're doing me a favor. Oh. And uh, I think that's it. That's the way to go. Uh, they're all cesspools, Lil Rafi. And we just got Lauren Kelly on to Facebook. Another cesspool. So it's worth it. Come on for the Allison related stuff because BFFers are worth it. And follow at re... Oh my God. At Real Lee Bruns on Twitter. 
he met some other Allison people, which you also heard, which is awesome, which we need to all connect because it's a great community, not a cesspool. Uh, happy birthday to Whitney. And thank you to Lee Bruns once again. Thank you for being on BFFs. You're the motherfucking best. Thank you. And good day. Yourself.